0: Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Mm. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. (laughs) This is the Big Show on 975 1280 the Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That's right, he is
1: back. It is the Big Show 975 and 1280 the zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Gordo is back. He is wearing his Oscar the Grout t-shirt. He looks tanned and in a terrific yet relaxed mood. (laughs) Well.
2: Yeah, I had a terrific vacation, it was wonderful, and uh, although the
1: last day, I got a cold. Well, that doesn't sound fun. Well, if, if you're going to get a cold, though, last day, that's yeah. not so bad. Yeah,
2: so it actually it hit me just as I was r- arriving back in Salt Lake City, but uh, my wife had had a cold, and uh, I think she's the one they gave it to me, but uh, it's all right. I had a, We had a terrific time, it was lots of fun, and uh, I, I, I'm i bearing gifts today. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, is it a cold yeah. on top no. of just no, no. Uh,
1: your presence? No. Uh, uh, and on. you wearing the oh, Oscar oh, the Grouch shirt? Hold on, here. hold on. Okay, Gordon's it, removing it, the headphones. Talk, talk All right, he's
3: going over to his bag. How often today do you think we'll have to play the? That's a good story. I don't think I can top that.
1: Oh, at least a, a dozen times. Oh, look at that! Hey, Gordo, thanks. Gordon brought me a uh, a hat. What does it say? It says, uh, "What is it? Vedanta." Vearta? Oh no, Vallarta. Well, I can't read cursive. They don't even teach cursive in in school these days. And uh, let's see, what is this? Ooh, sea salt. There you go. Wow, Gordon, that's awful nice of you. You in got a, you got sea salt in a shot glass. I got
3: limón y Chile in a shot glass. All right, lemon and Chile. So Very nice. Thanks, Gordon. So
2: the, uh, nice the of you uh, to think Austin of said to me, he said, "Thank Lisa. This was all me." I want it. Uh, it was oh well, thank Lisa anyway and uh although this this the sea salt might have been her idea, but the uh the hat and the shirt were mine, and Jake, I tried to approximate Vortex colors as close as I could in getting you that hat and not exactly, but it it's in the ballpark I like at it least. I like it very yeah, nice. I thought it would look good on you thank you, and
3: uh Austin i was I've got a shirt that does not represent me, but I like it. <laughs>
1: But it does not represent me. Oh, it me. says no bad days on it, and has some iguanas. <laughs> well, I that's, had, that's I had a horrifically bad day just today. That, that, so. That's
2: the whole point. Now I was a little troubled. I didn't know what size to get you, Austin. Oh boy, because you here know there's no, some coming. No, here, no, yeah. these things, at least for me, they fluctuate from shirt to shirt. So I wasn't sure. So uh, I got I got you the extra large. I have a double X. Uh, that, uh, that I kept for myself. It was a little big for me. Nice save. But uh, I thought that you, this was uh, talking your language, because I, I, I thought, you know, if I think of a guy who has no bad days, it's Austin. Never has a bad day, <laughs> and I like the colors. It is on the a back. cool shirt. Yeah, although I have given Austin shirts in the past, I've never seen him wear I, one.
3: I wear them all the time. Do you? I I just wore the light blue one from Hawaii you gave me over really? the weekend. Yeah.
2: Oh, good. Well, if it does, if it's a little snug, uh, just stretch it
1: out. It won't know? be
2: snug. All right. I Thank I don't know. It's you, hard man. for
1: me to gauge. You did these great. Things. Thank you. And good move giving Austin the non-insulting one. As opposed to the other way gave around. Myself yeah. if, it, it, if it's too
2: big, come on back.
3: Yeah. And I'll get you a smaller one. No?
2: Well, I was going to bring both in and have you pick which one you liked better, but I just figured it's uh, good enough. So anyway, I missed you guys. I was thinking of you, and it's good to be back. And uh, I tried to keep up with what was going on, uh, and, uh, and and you know, I mean, I watched uh, some uh, the NBA finals uh, at uh, we were in Mexico. So uh, yeah, I uh, kept up with, tried to keep up with what was going on, and uh, I uh, figured you guys were hitting it out of the park. And well, by the way, I listened to to Austin and Tony uh, part of their show this morning, and yeah, you guys are really entertaining. I mean, it, it was. Did you fun. hear the part where you impersonated you? Or uh, I think I came in right okay. at the end of that, but I, you know, the other stuff I thought. It was really fun Thank to listen you. to Appreciate you it. guys. Uh, nice job. Tony, Tony
3: was also in Mexico all week with you and PK. So all three of you are back. So
2: yeah, well, PK and I were at the same place. I don't know where Tony. Tony was.
3: was you just didn't notice him. He was always in the background of your pictures and always taking the seat you just got up and left. But was there? Now I mean, we, was there. We,
2: we met a guy. <laughs> we met a guy who reminded me of Tony, but he was a real jerk. It, okay. Wow! No, no, it's, it's just the way. He looked. That's what reminded you of Tony. No, the way he looked reminded me of Tony, and kind of the 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 tone and tenor of his voice. But he's a real jerk. And and PK and I looked at each other, and and I said to him, I said, "Who does he remind you of?" And PK said, "I don't know who." I said, "Tony," and he said. I see where you're coming from on that. But it wasn't the way he was acting. It's the way he looked. What what uh, what uh made him a jerk? What a what about? What I don't happened? know if I need to tell that story on the air, but uh, let's just say he was rather aggressive.
3: Did he have a lot of nonsense about the Chicago Cubs and <laughs> Michigan Wolverines in there? <laughs> Didn't mention those. Wait, he was
2: rather aggressive. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. Did he end. try to fight you? No, 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 no. He was just kind of one of those guys that just needs to be punched.
1: You was know? he? Was he, seducing the wives?
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So it was. Uh, it was. He it was, was. No. You
2: said yeah. yeah. No. 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 It's, but reminded uh, you, Tony. Huh. me
1: of Tony. Right. A little bit. Yeah. And PK agreed. Okay. You know?
2: But not well, because that's not good for anybody. Not because of the way he was acting.
1: We're all just really happy that uh, your erotic vacation this time included PK. <laughs> erotic. <laughs> it was a, it, it may have been
2: exotic but uh, my, my our lovely wives were there and we had a wonderful time uh went to a little surf town called uh, Soyalita, so, 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 so can say this right Soyalita, little surfer town little hippie surfer town that now is attracted a lot of tourists uh, went over there and uh, just enjoyed enjoyed the beach
1: There's some good. sort of uh, an erotic uh, <laughs> vacation. <laughs> This time, that included PK. <laughs> mm. no. <laughs> mm. no, no, not, not to my not knowledge. Nothing sets the mood like Patrick Kinnehan. <laughs> How much singing did he do? <laughs> uh, well, oh, we're it glad. Pl- uh, it was a pleasure. Was we're pleasure. glad you're back. We're glad you, uh, you had a good time. And we're also glad you're wearing Let's the Oscar the Grouch
0: physical, physical. t-shirt today.
1: <laughs> uh, I want to say thanks. Uh, Tim Lacombe filled in for you a couple times. Yeah, who else? Uh, uh, DJ filled oh, in on Friday. Thank fun. you, Tim. Thanks, DJ. Scotty came in on Scotty Thursday. Yeah. And, and Bowler making appearance. And Bowler came in oh, on Tuesday. Good. So good. It, it, was, uh, it was a good week. We had a lot to talk about. I, I do want to get your thoughts on the NBA Finals and some of the stuff you missed. But today, we've got news coming out our ears today. And in fact... Uh, you, something that you've been talking about for quite some time is back in the news today. So we will uh, we will get to all that and much more. As it's it's just good to see you, Gordon. It's good good to have you back, buddy. I got two messages
2: from a certain uh, personality that everybody knows at the bottom there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. messaged me. Welcome back, Gordon. Erotic, I'm sure. Yep.
1: Shout out to Bowler.
2: Now, Bowler, I know you knew that it would be exotic, but not erotic.
1: Well, erotic is what we heard and was probably more accurate. Uh, should we get down to business? Let's, sure. uh Should we talk a little sports with Let's Gordo go back in the saddle? All right, it's time for the split story of the day. Austin.
0: Two guys, two topics. Two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. What
3: do you think uh, if we could play hypothetical here? If he is in a jazz, if he is in a jazz uniform next season. What do you think that does for the Jazz's chances in the Western Conference?
1: Well, if Mike Conley is the player that he was this past season, uh, I think it would help him a lot. I, I think a Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley backcourt is really exciting. Uh, I think that could be uh, a really good. I everything you hear about Donovan Mitchell is that he's a great dude. Um, you know, uh, Mike Conley does not have to be ball dominant. You know, Donovan Mitchell's going to get his shots, and Mike Conley can roll with that. Now, if Mike uh, if the Grizzlies or whoever
2: he's playing for need Mike to score thirty points a night. He's shown that he can do that, but uh, he's also uh, capable of of being the distributor, playing off the ball, um, and he can provide some outside shooting. So I I would love to see uh, the backcourt pairing of um, Conley
1: and Mitchell. All right, Gordon, that was David Cobb. He covers the Grizzlies for the Memphis Commercial Appeal. And uh, Sham Sharania of The Athletic says the Jazz are currently the leaders in trade talks to get the Grizzlies point guard here to Salt Lake City. Now, I do not know what the Jazz
2: would give up to get that player, uh, but that sounds like a win-win to me. I mean, the the Grizzlies uh, want uh, would just as soon push uh, Conley on out the door. Uh, It's not a good fit now financially for them, and uh, he is a very talented player, and I agree with what he just said, that uh, that backcourt would be exciting. The only problem with it, and I know a lot of people have brought up the contract, which is 30 plus million. It's a lot. You and I have spent a lot of time talking about this, Jake, how when you do spend the money, you got to hit on it. You can't find yourself hamstrung with a salary that is going to weigh you down over the next few years without the production. I think Mike Conley's going to produce. The only issue is the injury. The only issue, and he was healthy this last year. He 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 held up well. Played seventy games. Yeah, he held up well uh, in earlier seasons. He had some some rough ones in between, but I uh, as far as his talent level and the skills he brings to the Jazz, I like it. I like it, and I know others are kind of uh, well,
1: not sure or whatever, but I I like it. I he's a good fit for a number of reasons. His contract actually is a good fit. For people complaining about how much he makes, sixty million over the next two years, doesn't matter. I mean, uh, the the it times out so well with Donovan and Rudy's deals, and when yeah. they'll come available, that it it actually is a really nice fit from a from a financial standpoint. Jake,
2: you've spent a lot of time explaining all that and uh, and done a lot of research on it, and know exactly what's going on in that regard, and you're right, it is, and they're gonna what do you, who cares if the jazz spend the money you want them to spend the money don 't you yep
1: well they I mean they need to spend most of it anyway if they don't-
2: spend the money that means they 're getting if they 're doing their jobs right they 're getting talent to help push this thing forward on the court isn 't that what everybody wants, especially with the events that have happened over the past few days and uh, some of the big move uh, well, one in particular a big big move by by the Lakers and by the Pelicans. And and so
1: I think Jazz fans would welcome something like that, would embrace it. Um, real quick here. So Tony Jones, a couple hours ago from The Athletic, uh, reported this. He says, pre-tweet note, the following could change at any moment, but sources are currently telling me that Derek Favors is currently not on the table in the Jazz Conley talks. Again, that could change, but this is what I'm currently being told. And um, you know Tony's uh, good sources, and and I'm not saying that uh, that he's wrong necessarily, but I don't I don't see how this would work if they didn't pick up Derek's option uh, option and and include that him in him. the deal. Just because I don't, uh, the Jazz need to include some value outside of you know a mediocre first round pick this year, and they'll have to probably include some other picks, but. Uh, Derek Favors' expiring contract would have some value. Other than that, the Jazz to be in the lead for this trade, they don't have a ton of assets to trade for Mike Conley. So it it'd be interesting if Derek wasn't included in the deal, but I don't, I honestly don't see how he's not.
2: Well, okay, let's let's explore here a little bit. Uh, and uh, it's all we can do at this point, folks, because we don't know. The Jazz have not released any information to us, and we haven't really dug to find out every little detail of what would be involved in this. But what makes sense? You say, Derek, who else? I mean, the the, the, the their first-round pick this year has to be a part of it, right? Right.
1: Well, I would assume multiple firsts. Yeah.
2: So what else? Uh, do you think there are any other assets in this thing that are going to be costly for the Jazz as far as
1: exchanging talent? See, I wonder if they're interested in Exum. There was a little buzz about that around the trade deadline that they might have interest in him. Although he, of course, suffered an injury after that. So who knows what the, the value is there. But I guess that's what I'm getting at is, I mean, you, you've got Joe Ingles. You've got Jay Crowder, Dante. Uh, people under contract for next year. I mean, those are really. I mean, Grayson Allen, maybe. Hmm. Those are guys that are part of the Jazz
2: kind of. But, sort of their psyche. But here's know? the thing:
1: they're not going to. The Memphis isn't going to want Joe Ingles. Yeah, because he's got two years left on his uh, on his contract. He's a guy in his thirties. Memphis is rebuilding. They're not they're not looking for somebody like Joe Ingles. They they could possibly be looking at Dante if they think that there's he's just been had a run of bad luck and there's still a really great player in there. He's 23 years old. People forget right. that. And
2: I'm not that comfortable with letting Dante Exum go because the Jazz have weathered through the bad times, are there going to be good times on the other side.
1: Well, I think the Jazz are are signaling and we followed this process and you've been on top of this. Of course, I think they're signaling that they're they're going to not that they haven't been in win-now mode necessarily, but it's, it's not about two, three years down right. the road. It's about now. So Dante
2: Exum could help them if he's healthy right away, uh, becoming what he's going to be. Uh, but, but I would not allow Dante Exum to be a deal killer. Right. Uh, I, I'm not eager to see him traded uh, if I were part of the Jazz brain trust because of what I said. I think the dude can play. He may not be what people thought he was going to be, and obviously some of that, uh, some of the uh, exhibition of those talents have been delayed because of the injuries. But they're still there. Dude can play defense. We know that much, and I think he's got more offensively than what a lot of people seem to to think. But if if he's part of the deal, and the Jazz come down to it. And the Grizzlies are saying, "Okay, we got to have Exum." Then, then I include him in that. But if I'm the Jazz,
1: I would try to avoid that if possible. I well, here's it's it's tough with Dante because I'm not sure what value he actually has out there because he has two more years at nine million dollars left on his contract, and there's a there is a lot of there is a lot of doubt there. But here's the thing: you've got to include something that Memphis is going to want. Right? Yeah. So I mean, there's that's why I get back to the favors thing with his expiring contract because there's some value there where you can get cap relief next year or whatever, have more room to, to do what you want to do. Uh, with you know, are they would they do it for Mike Conley for three first round picks? You know, I, d- I don't know if if that's what Memphis is, is really looking to do to get value. The Jazz three, have three to- first round picks is that's a lot to ask. Because you're essentially
2: mortgaging your future.
1: But if you don't have anything else to include in the deal, well, you got to
2: include something, right? But let, let's look at what Memphis. What's their motivation? What well, are they trying to do here? Get the thirty million dollars off their uh, cap. That's priority number and one. And Make room right? for a rookie. Yeah. So, so I'm not, I'm not
1: sure they're looking to take back a bunch of salary. They got to pay out. You know what I mean? No, I don't think so. In fact, I next year Memphis isn't really going to want to win basketball games. So funny to say that, but but it, and it also affords you patience, though. If they see something in Dante Exum, they can afford to wait. Where the Jazz, I don't think, can afford to wait any longer.
2: What? Uh, let me ask this question, and you can uh, you can use the uh, open mic app or communicate with us via Twitter, whatever you'd like to do. I'm at Gordon Monson or at Jake Scott Zone. Um, which players, if the Jazz were going to include a couple of draft picks, including this year's pick, first round pick, which players are you comfortable releasing for to 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 get a talent like Mike Conley?
1: Let us know. At Jake Scott's own as Gordon said, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton, also the open mic feature on the oh, Zone Sports at Austin
2: Horton, of course.
1: <laughs> the open mic feature on the Zone Sports Network app. Um, and I, I will be talking a lot about this story throughout the day because it certainly is very intriguing, and it's a it's a move that you've um, you were in favor of at the trade deadline. I was, and I did, again I I was operating under the
2: idea, okay, what can you responsibly get, and what do you have to give up? But I I was willing to include Dante Exum in that deal if possible and just to get that kind of upgrade at that position. And that was when they had Ricky
1: Rubio. Of course, we thought Ricky Rubio might be part of the deal. Uh, Split story of the day brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? SoundSleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundSleepMedical.com today. We'll get to the big trade that went down over the weekend coming up next. Big. That is big. That's
2: big like the big show is big.
1: Right here on 975 and 1280. Big like uh, the t-shirt I was
0: going to get Austin. <laughs> this is DJ and PK. Greg wants to know, is DJ ready to pardon the wasps that stung him so badly he needed a life flight? I guess I could pardon him posthumously because I killed him. When I oh got yeah, yeah. I him. killed that wasp. Yeah. I looked at wasps eye to eye and I said, you are going down! It sounded more like this. Are you ready? <laughs> this is what it sounded like. Honey, get the fly swatter! Upstairs! I'm going downstairs! I'm getting in the car! I'm driving! And I may not be back! There's a bee in our backyard! Bee! Bee! DJ and PK, mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on The Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, no. Waste time with the masterpiece, waste time with
1: the masterpiece. Huh. Big show 975 1280 the zone. Band of the day today is beach music. Is this a is this a beach song? It's about the beach, Austin?
3: Uh the name of the song is Cake by the Ocean. Okay. Uh, Don't Google it. uh, We're doing it
1: in honor of Gordon returning from the beach. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Big trade going down over the weekend, Gordon. Um, Anthony Davis is on the move. He's headed to the Lakers uh, in exchange for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and uh, three first-round draft picks, including the number 4 selection in Thursday's. NBA draft.
2: This is one of those trades, Jake, when I saw it immediately. Oh, well, I, I was a little bit uh, still hesitant to know whether we were getting all the information, but I thought it was a win win. I liked it for both sides. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I kind of agree, I guess. What, what, what's your hang up? Because to me, when you add that kind of talent to LeBron James, Now, you know, and now there's all kinds of other rumors about whoever else they're going to bring in. But if they get another star on top of that, then I think the Lakers are back. And it's going to be uh, those uh, jazz fans who uh, enjoyed the six-year run where the Lakers essentially sucked. I think that uh, little dip would be done and the Lakers would be back and tough to beat. And as far as the Pelicans go, look, this is a guy they had to unload because he was unhappy and he wanted out. And to get that kind of haul for a
1: situation like that, I think that's a job well done. So, I, from the Lakers' standpoint, yeah. I mean, they add another superstar and they basically traded... I mean they traded their future a little bit but you've got LeBron James so you got to do that. I mean, your window uh, to win with him is is slim. And here's the thing that everybody keeps using the word haul and I would not use that term because Kyle Kuzma was not in the deal. How did how did that that tells me one that there wasn't as big a market for Anthony Davis as we might have thought that Boston probably decided not to participate, because they're going to lose Kyrie Irving, and why would they trade Jason Tatum if they're going to lose Kyrie and Irving? Danny
2: Ainge claimed that Tatum was never a part of the deal, which right.
1: makes me wonder. I, I don't know whether that's true or not, but uh, that's what he uh, seems to be claiming. Because here's the thing. Lonzo Ball is awful. So I, I'm not I mean, sure he's awful, Jake. I, Do you think he's awful? I think they should probably just cut him to be rid of his father. Uh, at at I, very least. I, I don't think he's going to be anything better than a rotational player in this league. If I turn out to be, be wrong, I, I suppose so be it. But Lonzo, I, I, I think he's better than that. Ingram uh, has potential, but we have really yet to see him fulfill it. And the blood clot thing yeah, certainly would, would scare me. Yeah. But Kuzma is a, is a proven commodity now. He's a good player. And the fact that the Lakers didn't have to include Kuzma in this deal... I mean, I I think that's a that's a win for the Lakers certainly. Yeah, the heart's good though. He's all right. I mean, is he going to be anything more than a bench player?
2: Uh, I I think I think those guys are better than you're giving them credit for.
1: Now the number four pick in a draft that has oh, three players, so Which there's is very there's nice, that. especially since they're getting the number one pick. So you get
2: number one, you get number four, and whether they'll use those two or whether they'll
1: utilize them in other ways, I mean, obviously they want Zion. And then the, the other two first-round picks are, are going to suck, most likely. They're going to be in the 20s. So I, I, I think you're right in the sense that you know New Orleans got value back from Anthony Davis when they didn't have a whole lot of leverage, and there's, a, a, there's a, certainly a benefit to that. But I think the Lakers certainly came out way ahead in this one. If we want to go back to the old school who won the trade, I, I, would, I would lean the Lakers' direction All for right, sure. Jay,
2: imagine in your mind's eye the Pelicans' starting lineup now moving forward for the foreseeable future. If you if you have Lonzo at one and you have Zion at four. Well, I don't think Lonzo starts. Do you?
1: Over Drew Holiday? No, you, uh, you move Holiday to two. Well, Brandon Ingram's kind of a two, but... I, I have him at three. Okay, and then... Zion? At four. That's not bad. That's pretty
2: darn good, and it's promising for your future, in my opinion. Now, you, you and I disagree a little bit on ball, and uh, uh, what do you average? He, he's like a 10-point and six-assist guy. Close, yeah. And he's just getting started there.
1: Don't you think he can improve upon those numbers? Um, is he going to learn – is he going to forget everything he's he's ever been taught about shooting the basketball and start <laughs> over again?
2: Uh, he's, I like, I think he has good knowledge of, uh, he has a nice floor game, and you're right, shooting is awfully important,
1: and he'll have to improve in that regard. I mean, but there there are very few people who have been really dynamic shooters with terrible form. Now, they, they have existed. I mean, Reggie Miller, you know, a, a, a shot doctor is going to look at Reggie's shot and go, oh boy, you know, that's rough. But obviously, Reggie Miller was Reggie Miller. Who was uh, the guy the, the Suns had? Uh, for a long time Uh, Sean Marion remember how ugly that shot was and Uh and he made it you know more than he probably should have but for the most part when you get like for the most part what you see is Ronnie Brewer he comes into the league with a broken (laughs) shot and you say boy I wonder if that could be fixed and then the answer is nope well he had a broken arm right but when he was a kid he did that was the excuse or whatever did they glue it back on i don't (laughs) but his form was was not there you know and you look at lonzo and the way he shoots i heard it described as the the windshield wiper shot (laughs) and it it just it's not going to get any better really i think there's a chance it could get better well you're you're an optimist did you, hear, uh, did you hear LeVar, who uh, went on the yes. media on ESPN and said this is what he wanted all yeah. along? <laughs> kind of like, I tricked him. Uh, we wanted to be in New Orleans the whole time. And I love it that he said he's staying in L.A., just to let the Lakers know. Like, you're not getting rid of me. I'm staying right here. It'll be right in your back pocket. That guy used to really bug me.
2: Now, I, he just sort of, what he says, everybody already knows that he's full of it. So, it becomes entertainment at that point, doesn't it? I find
1: it entertaining, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I think he's brilliant. He's mastered this PR game. (laughs) Look at what we're talking about. We're talking about some average to below average NBA player's father today. Yeah, but he's young yet.
3: He can get better. He shoots it from the same spot a left-hander shoots it from. It's (laughs) over his left ear shoulder. (laughs) But he's
2: right-handed. right handed (laughs) yeah, Jeff Warnesek had a broken shot, too. We
1: Fixed that. Was it broken quite like Alonzo's? No.
3: Is Cotton Fitzsimmons still around to uh, get a hold of Alonzo there?
1: <laughs> I wonder, I, I mean, it, it all comes down to work ethic when you're somebody like Ben Simmons or Alonzo Ball. Because there's a lot of work to do regardless, right? I mean, if he's going to fix his shot, he's, it's going to be spent uh, entire off-seasons in the gym yeah. uh, figuring it out. I mean, that's that's what Carl Malone had to do, right? And is is he the type of person who's, who's going to put in that effort? I don't know. I don't know either. And that's, that's, that's something that you've
2: got to, you know, they're investing a lot in this. and But I, the Pelicans were in a place where, yeah, they had AD and he was just a terrific player. But that, that kind of attitude is poison. You've got to unload it. And maybe, maybe that's what the Spurs felt, and that, that sort of didn't work out so well for them, and Toronto is uh, having their uh, celebration going on and on right now. But uh, I, I don't know how you can operate when your best player does not want to play for you. What do you do with that? You cannot abide that, Jake. You have to unload him. You have to. You might not like it, but... They've got these great draft picks, and and they've got some talent. Uh, both you, we both like Drew Holiday. I mean, that that guy is uh, can do some damage, and and I know you love him because he's such a, a two way player yep. all the way. But I I I, given the circumstances, I, I have no problem for the Pelicans, and I, I you know I'm not going to use the word haul. But one of the things I find interesting is that those guys, those late, former
1: Lakers, couldn't wait to get away from LeBron. Well, yeah. Oh Well, LeBron, the, he was not popular in that locker room. And in fact, I think it was Rajon Rondo who did an interview and, and cast a little light onto this, and this actually made a lot of sense. So these young players who've, who've come up worshiping LeBron, he's been the, you know, the, the Michael Jordan of a previous era, right, where all these guys grow up saying, you know, I want to be just like LeBron and idolizing his game and, and everything for obvious reasons. I mean, he's amazing. And then imagine being teammates with your hero and having your hero go, yeah, you're not good enough to play with me. (laughs) We're doing everything we can to make sure you're not here because we want somebody else who's better than you. I mean, you could see why that would. Did he indicate that to the players or was that
2: a management problem? Or was that exuding could, mean? from him
1: in every shape and form possible? Of course it was. Ex- I mean, it was obvious to everybody. I mean, these guys, you know, athletes and coaches and those sorts of things, they can tell you uh, until they're blue in the face that they don't pay attention to it, right? I don't, I don't read newspapers. Right. I don't watch TV, blah, blah, blah. But they know. They know. Those uh, those rumors come out, and they find out about it one way or another, and I don't believe that they don't consume the media, but they know. If I'm a player— and that's LeBron. That's coming if,
2: from LeBron. If, here's, the, here's the fallacy in that, LeBron. If you're LeBron James or a player like him, don't you want to inspire, conjure every bit of confidence you can in your teammates? Because you already know who you are. You know how great you are. And you don't want your teammates acquiescing to you or looking to you hesitantly or in any kind of lack of confidence way. You want those guys to lift their games up, to feel like you're a worthy teammate and to move the whole project forward in a positive positive movement. And players like LeBron, players like Kobe, players like Larry Bird, players like that, I mean they 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 wanted their teammates, even though Kobe's kind of pain in the butt, but they wanted their teammates to say, Hey, Kobe, I got this. I can do this. And so for the star player to put that kind of drag on his teammates is absolutely counterproductive and the exact
1: opposite of what he should do. Well, it's the it's the disadvantage, and we're off in the weeds a little bit on this, but it, it's the disadvantage to LeBron. LeBron wants all the control and all the power. It's kind of what it, his he's impact on the league has been amazing because he's the one calling the shots he's the one making the decisions he uses his leverage as the best player on the planet to uh, get what he wants in a sense or or run the show he created his own agency you know he's been the one hiring and firing coaches in Cleveland for years Um, the downside of that is is that everybody else knows that too so you lose the ability to go well I'm, I'm not management I'm not making the decisions be mad at be mad at them. It's not me. I didn't float your name out there in a, in a trade deal. Talk to Palinka, man. Don't be upset with me. Let's just go out there and win basketball games. But you're LeBron, and Rich Paul is neck deep in this, and you created Rich Paul, and he works for the agency you created, and he's the one pulling the strings on this. So there's I mean, no ducking. There's it. no, you know, LeBron can't say, well, I, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah, you had everything to do with this. So it, it is the downside of him. You know, harnessing that power. Well, and, those and, guys you know, want it out. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, doesn't surprise me at all. What would you think if Kyrie Irving came to LA? Um. Well. I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean, they'd be the favorites in the West, certainly, with a I- point card like that. But, but here's the here's the problem, Gordon. And this was a a Laker failure in this deal is they didn't negotiate when the deal was going to be completed. Right. Right. And so the deal is expected to be completed on July 6th. and we don't need to get into the minutia, minutia of the cap, but they're going to have about $23.7 million under the cap to sign somebody. If the if the deal was completed on July the 30th, 10 million more. They'd have 10 more million dollars which would be another max slot for somebody right. like Kyrie Irving. Right. Doesn't mean that it couldn't happen cuz the Lakers cause could move write some that pieces language around
2: into the into uh, into the contract and just wait even though everybody knows
1: it's going to happen. That's what they should have done. They should have negotiated that uh, so that they would have the flexibility, and apparently they did not. So I don't know. Why
2: wouldn't you do that?
1: Uh, Because it's disadvantageous for the the Pelicans to do it, it affects their salary cap negatively. Hmm. So I would guess the Lakers would have had to throw something else in to get that accomplished. Because New Orleans wasn't going to do it just.
2: Out of the goodness of out their of the heart. goodness
1: of their heart, yeah. It's not like Boston sending a trade exception to the Jazz for Gordon Hayward. Oh wait, that didn't
2: happen. No, it didn't. I heard Austin say during uh, you guys' show, Austin Tony, check him out, ten to noon, that uh, this trade changed the odds for the Lakers. What were they? Thirty to one. And now they're three to one?
3: Uh, actually they were a hundred to one when the regular season ended this year. And now they're three to one.
0: I
2: mean that <laughs> is you talk about making a move that makes a difference, or at least projected to make a difference. That's uh, that's pretty phenomenal for the Lakers. And they needed the Lakers needed a deal like this, in my opinion, because uh, their fan base down there was getting angry.
1: I think that Jimmy Butler or uh, Kemba Walker are more likely to end up in L.A. than Kyrie Irving. Okay, I think Kyrie to the Nets has a lot of weight. There's a lot of there's a lot of smoke out there for that. Well, either one of those other players would make the
2: Lakers uh, very difficult to beat next year.
1: But of course, Kemba would have to turn down the supermax in Charlotte, and who knows what uh, what Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler might be the most likely because I. Uh, You know, he opted out, or he's going to opt out to become a free agent. Doesn't mean he's not staying in Philadelphia. But I I think Philadelphia is going to have to choose between Jimmy Butler, if he even wants to stay there, and Tobias Harris. And I could see them picking Harris over Butler. Which seems crazy, I know. But Harris is, is a better fit for that team. Well, arguably, I guess, a better fit for that team. And certainly not the headache in the locker room that Jimmy Butler is.
2: Okay, so something to ponder as we head toward a break here and we can talk about it as the show goes on if the Jazz work a deal that is not overly punitive for them as far as the talent that they have goes and they they get Mike Conley
1: how do you think they would fare in the West next season we can ponder it and get to it stay tuned it is the big show the Jazz made an addition of Mike Conley how would it fit uh, at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson. Also on our open mic feature if you want to communicate with the show. I want to remind you to come and watch the future stars of the PGA Tour. Tee it up at Oak Ridge Country Club in Farmington, June 27th through the 30th. Don't wait till the last minute to purchase your tickets. Buy them online now at UtahChampionship.com. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of The
0: Zone. 3, 2, Countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60.
1: and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, want to remind you to join us. Coming up on Wednesday from 3 to 6, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. Is this the most famous drum solo in history?
2: Yes. This is the first one I ever learned. Turn your mic on and do it. No, no.
1: Let's hear it. Come on,
2: Austin. Everybody. No one wants to. No one wants to tune in for that. Every kid when I was growing up tried, wanted to be able to do this well.
3: Oh, I think everyone can do it, can't they? No. I don't
1: know. I don't think I could.
2: Here, go ahead. Well, Well, we'll, this part's just the, the usual rock.
3: There you go, Austin. All right, now do the rest. Good. It's hurting my hands. Yeah, he's slowing down a little bit <laughs> oh, Well done
2: Didn't you have aspirations being drummer?
3: I still am a drummer What do you mean, aspirations? Uh, do you do, playing a band? No, no, I don't oh. do, that,
1: no. do you Aspire have a drum
3: kit, as they say? No, I, I used to But, you know, you get married, you need money Out it goes You sold your drum kit Sold my soul for marriage, yep how much would a drum kit cost oh you can get a cheap one for my purposes i'd spend a couple hundred but hmm. a nice one you're gonna spend a couple thousand
2: you know what we should do we should all get together and uh and get uh austin a drum a drum set i agree Are you should sure? yeah would would whitney approve Wh- of that
3: Lloyd, actually would you, whitney would be fine with it would
2: yeah. lloyd pitch in
3: lloyd would you pitch in for me to buy a drum
2: set
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded less than enthusiastic. Yeah, I don't. Didn't uh, it? I don't think that's gonna happen. I
2: get all the guys together, all the people involved with the station, and let's all pitch in and get us in the drum set. Well, would we... that Would that uh, increase the quality of your life?
3: Yeah, the neighbors not so, but me, yeah.
1: Why don't we get together and buy me a boat? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what hey, are this we... is about me, Jake. <laughs> well, a boat? You might, get in line. <laughs> a boat might be a little more. It's not like Austin is I mean, you know, it's not like this is some uh, you know, charity thing where right? it's just get Austin a, a drum set. Jake yeah. wanted to be a professional wakeboarder, yeah, so but, you need to get him a boat. Right.
2: Well, well <laughs> that's a, a more sizable investment, but uh, you know, we could all, you know, pitch in 50 bucks or something and get uh, Austin I wanted a drum
3: to be set. a pilot. Buy me a jet. <laughs>
1: I'd like to see you try and get $50 out of Hans Olsen for uh, uh, an Austin Horton drum kit. You don't kit. think I could? No. Not a chance. I'm going to try.
2: I'm, I'm going to try. See what I can get out of all the fellas. Start all
1: start with Hans and let's see how that goes.
2: <laughs> well, That's probably the highest mountain to climb. Yeah. You'll
1: end up owing him money. Right. I, so maybe I, I should
2: start with like DJ and PK and Jake Hatch. I should have been nicer to these people. <laughs> Work your way up to Hans? Hans would be like the the last approach. Say, you know, everybody else is doing it. We need eight bucks, Hans. You got eight bucks. When's your birthday again, Austin? August. In August? I think between now and August, I'm going to see if I can round it up.
1: So Hans, who uh, refuses to tip 8% whenever he goes out to eat, (laughs) is is just going to pony up the dough for Austin to get a a, a drum set? We're all 20%ers, aren't we? Uh, oh yeah, I think yeah. we are. Yeah, at least if Lloyd, if Lloyd
2: will, if Lloyd will chip in, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this uh, an earnest.
1: Uh, so you put, you're putting all the pressure on Lloyd now.
2: I don't think that'd be a nice birthday gift for Austin, what
0: Well,
1: yeah, but I got to get my son a
3: drum
2: set before I get Austin <laughs> a drum set. <laughs> okay, this this might be a little on the tough side.
1: <laughs> it's for charity. Come on. <laughs>
2: I'm going to try. Because, look, Austin, Austin, dude, you just heard the talent yeah. that's there. Uh-huh. He's making it happen. That Could was, you do that, that? right? No. But I see, the argument
3: it. is I did that without a drum set. So why True. do you need to buy me a drum set? <laughs> that's a good you point. Say, well,
2: what you need is a couple of plastic buckets and just try. Uh, okay. them
3: Okay. I know this is weird and we've gone down the tangent too long, but my dream job is to live in a beach town, uh-huh. and that's what I do all day every day is shopping carts, Bo- uh, pop bottles and buckets just drumming all
2: day on the corner that would be the life i don't know if that
1: think, would
3: be the life oh it'd be
2: beautiful yeah, I don't I don't wonder, I and what do you do just uh have a bucket there in front that people just chuck money in as they walk sure by? yeah that'd work yeah. and if you
3: you have a slow day you just you know you, well you don't eat yeah well you don't you can find something to eat all the time
2: who was the uh, who was the world class celloist or whoever was who set up in the corner of a train station somewhere before I think it was the night before he was going to play at Carnegie Hall or something and is this an apocry is this apocryphal or is this true I heard that he set up in the corner and just played his cello and people were just walking by kind of Chucking a penny here and there or whatever, but the next night he was playing at Carnegie Hall for, you know, 300 $400 tickets to get in. Proud to say I don't know a single cellist. Have you ever heard
3: that story? Yes, you do. One of our boss's sons is an extremely talented cellist. Oh, that's cellist.
1: true. I do know a cellist. I take that back. I know I one. like the cello, man. I, do I, you?
2: One of our listeners out there has to know who I'm talking about. Have you heard that story before? Who was it? I'll guess Yo-Yo Ma. Was it Yo-Yo Ma? It's, it's either he or Jake Gerard. Those are the
3: that's two it. cellists I know. Yeah,
1: that's what we know.
2: <laughs> Could have been Jake. He's a big deal these days. He's very good. I like street performers. I think, I think it's cool. I think it adds to the... No, don't don't you like that? No, I watched the guy fold himself into a box once. He was like 6'5". I couldn't I couldn't believe that. Hmm. I can't remember whether I dropped a, a bill in the bucket or not. I'm but... sure you did
1: not. Okay,
2: <laughs> come on, somebody out there has to know that story. I don't think the world-renowned does. cellist or violin player, whatever he was, he's in the train station and he's playing this beautiful music. People are just rushing on by. And the next night, he's playing in front of thousands of people for high-priced tickets.
1: want to remind you about our friends at iMart from mismatched clothes uh, and costumes to glasses, hats, and jewelry. Kids wear the darndest things. Post a photo of your child wearing an outfit they've created paired with stylish glasses for your chance to win $100 iMart Express gift card. Enter by posting your photos to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag ZonedarndestThings. Love we'll more of the big show coming up next. Uh, we'll reset the rumors out there involving the Utah Jazz and what effect it might have on the roster. Stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.
0: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
1: Lesson learned. You said the NBA offseason is better than any offseason
3: in all sports? Yeah. I don't think it's even close. The NBA is the best because now we're talking about, alright, the Lakers right there, we all know the Warriors who are going to have their injuries. Everything else in the West, it's wide open. And now there's this, should teams be going for it now? Yes, they should. Teams should be going for it now. And it's exciting to see what happens. It's exciting to see who teams up with who. How the domino effect takes place. Just looking from a Lakers perspective real quick, today they are the 3-1 to one clubhouse leader to win the NBA championship. You go from 100-1 to one to 3-1 to one in 20 for 48 hours, that means your off season is the best in sports. One or two guys flips the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network.